0: What is up everybody and welcome to the college football betting breakdown week two. I'm your host Head Chopper joined by Micah Dardog on DFS, uh, DFS on the DFS streets. We're going to break down five of the more higher profile games for you and see if we can find any bets out there this week. I'm going I mean we picked the games out. I don't even I still. I still don't know who I'm going to take, so I guess we're just going to wing it as we go along here. But I got to I got to bring up last I don't want to bring up last week, week cuz I was only 1 and 2. I had a I had a tough break. I I was I made some really poor bets. But Micah 3 and 0 delivering for the people like a massive man. I mean these two of these games weren't even sweats, man. UNC just rolled over. Spencer Rattler got sacked like 10 times. That was a Colorado plus 20 and a half. The man said sprinkle some money line in there and they ended up winning that game outright. That was not even a sweat. And then over on LSU, he hit. Uh, so we're going to see if we can carry that over. Let me see if we carry that over this week. We've got five games identified. Uh, Micah, how are you feeling about week two as compared to week one?
1: yeah you know feeling pretty good like you said a good good start off to the to the season with the 3-0 for the show last week so hopefully we can both um get some good good picks in this week so uh a little bit better games from a spread perspective so let's let's get into it
0: yeah yeah the the r5 this week are are better than last week and next week they'll be even better because the games just get better and better and so we'll see how it plays out but the first one the first one's an interesting game. It's Notre Dame and North Carolina State. Right now we have Notre Dame minus 7.5 and 50.5 is our total. I'm going to let you kick this one off. Notre Dame, you know, uh, they, they've been looking pretty decent right now, but competition, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's been weak. so talk to me about this game.
1: Yeah, no, this is, uh, you know, Notre Dame, you know, they have played two games, so we should have some data on them. Unfortunately they played Navy and they played Tennessee state and they've blown both of them out. So now they go on the road to NC state team who kind of sleepwalk slept walk through their first game against UConn, you know, pulled it out on the road, but had a couple drives where they just lost momentum. Some weird play calling on third and fourth down. Um, but I, I think NC state with Brennan Armstrong, it's going to take them a little while for this offense to click. Um, Man, anytime you get a home dog with the seven and a half, I mean, it's crazy how seven and a half feels so much better than six and a half uh, when you're talking about a team at home. But I think this is a game early that comes down a little bit to the wire, and uh, I think it's going to be a pretty good showdown of, of two quarterbacks that have been in this game a while. A lot of people know Sam Hartman. Uh, man, if NC State comes in and wins this game, a lot more people are going to know Brendan Armstrong, and uh, I think it's going to be a good one uh, here to start the ACC.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's uh, – you know, we, we were on the uh, the DFS show, and uh, uh, in passing I said something about two 60-year quarterbacks. Both these guys have been around for a long time. These, these, these are two good college quarterbacks, especially Sam Hartman. I thought Sam Hartman was, like, just maybe the biggest portal transfer. Like, no team has struggled so much at that position, and they got that big of an upgrade right away, the Notre Dame getting Sam Hartman. I think he's crucial – like you said, man, seven and a half though on the road. My God, that's really – that's a tough pill to swallow, even though I, I, I like me some Notre Dame in general this year with, with Hartman at the helm. That's a tough pill to swallow. We've got three games between these two teams we've seen so far, and we haven't really seen good competition from not a single one of these opponents that they face. So, so it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I'm still – I have no idea what I like on this game just yet. We'll, we'll come back to it and see see if something strikes our fancy down the road. But I want to get to the next game here. Let me pull up. Uh, the next game is going to be the one that people are talking about. And actually, this is probably – I thought I read somewhere uh, at some point this past week that Colorado had so much money bet on them against TCU or something like that. It was crazy. Well, guess what? You're going to get them at minus 2.5 now against Nebraska this week. This is going to be a very, very heavy, heavy public public bet team in this Colorado. So uh, I'll I'll kick it off here, man. I have no idea what to expect here. Really, I saw I, I know we saw from Colorado against TCU. I have so many questions in my mind. Did you know I've seen this before too? You have all off season to prepare for that opening opponent if you want to. Like you can do everything. You can game plan like it's the Super Bowl for months in advance. Did Colorado do that? Did they, for back of a, lack of a better term, did they blow their load in week one? Like we everything souped up for TCU and now you got to actually play the rest of the schedule and what's going to happen then. And what's going to happen when another team like Nebraska comes in and doesn't want to play super fast, high paced tempo and they slow you down a little bit. Will Will Sanders be that good in a slower paced game? And there's just a lot going on here and, uh, we got some uh, some leans on this game. We'll get to it later on. But all this public action going to come in on on Colorado. Does this just does this is scream Nebraska for you, Micah?
1: Man, um, like you, can said, you I'm even on, do
0: that. Can you even do that, man? It's so hard to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where like I think right now Colorado's got 79 percent of the bets, but 85 percent of the money. Um, which was expected, right? I mean, you're going to expect a huge public side. Like people were on Colorado, uh, you know, last week. Um, I, I said that spread was too big. Travis Hunter is a freaking stud, man. Like if he keeps playing both sides of the ball, um, man, he he is, he is just that guy. He is him. Is that what that's what Dion said at halftime of of him? Man, it's tough to take Nebraska on this side, like you said. Um, it's going to be very interested as it develops, but this would be. Right, very early in the season, the letdown of all letdown spots. Right, Nebraska looked horrible against Minnesota, lost that game, couldn't do anything on offense. Now you get a Colorado team who Sanders threw for 510 yards in his FDS debut. Every writing on on the wall is that like two and a half is a sucker line. Colorado's gonna blow them out or score a bunch on them. What is it gonna be? So it's gonna be interesting as the week goes on. This this line, like you said, has kind of flipped and. uh Man, uh, it, this game is going to be cool just because Nebraska, Colorado is a, a great rivalry to begin with, and now you've got Nebraska um, coming into Colorado ranked. Colorado is ranked to start the season. If you told even before the Dion stuff, you tell me that Colorado in Week Two of 2023, like in Week Two of 2022, that Colorado is going to be ranked in the second week of the season. I'm telling you to get get out of here. So very interesting dynamics. See how Coach Prime handles the uh, handles the squad leading into Week Two.
0: Yeah, Colorado. So they are in the Pac-12. I know they're going to be in the Big 12, but they are in the Pac-12. They started out with a Big 12 team. Now they're going to the Big Ten. Then they'll they'll play Colorado State, and then they get into their own schedule, and it'll be Oregon and USC real quick right off the bat. So you know we're going to learn a lot about this team real early. And uh, are they looking ahead to those games? You know that's another thing you got to think about. So. We'll, we'll come back and maybe maybe we'll have some picks on this one. But the net, this next game, uh, you know, it's just it's not quite as uh, prolific as that uh, Colorado game. But Texas A&M traveling to Miami, a four-and-a-half point spread, 51-and-a-half point total. I'll let Micah give a little breakdown on this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, not really much to think about differently than what happened in week one with these two teams. And I think this line's pretty much where I expected it to be both blew out their opponents at home um so AM and and jimbo fisher goes goes on the road like i'm jimbo man is just like i'll just say is like stealing money from a&m like he's very good at acting like he's gonna contend and uh man they i work with a lot of AM guys being in houston like i would really like for miami to to win this game mario cristobal is a good college football coach but he kind of has that same same thing like he gets you there but he's also like so i think these two teams are very similar and um I definitely, once again, you got a Miami team, a home dog, four and a half. Um, interesting to see how this developed. Both two good quarterbacks, two young quarterbacks, Tyler Van Dyke on Miami, Connor Wegman on Texas A&M, and then you got stud wide receiver. Evan Stewart is, people are going to know Evan Stewart very well by the end of the season if they don't know him already for A&M. So interesting matchup, two decent offenses, two pretty good defenses. So um, I think this is probably going to be the best games of uh, of week two.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it's a under the radar game. I think A and M. You talk about Jimbo and you know his deficiencies, but yeah, I guess in order to not get fired, he, he made a move. He made a move to stop calling yeah. plays and stop calling bad plays. I give him credit for that because maybe that was their real Achilles' heel, man. And now they got <clears throat> a guy who's been a former. Football coach at a pretty high level calling their plays. It, it's got to be some sort of an advantage for them. So I'm interested to see uh, if that carries over this week. Like, so we've covered three games and two of them, Notre Dame and now AM. <clears throat> You're getting uh, road underdogs up over that, you know, certain threshold of a number that you kind of don't want to see. Like uh, for Notre Dame, it was over a touchdown. That's always a big, you know, kind of a red flag. And now AM is over that field goal on the road against Miami. So a lot of faith here. Uh, Vegas has a lot of faith in AM to win this game on the road. Next game we're going to talk about uh, – I kind of circled this one before the season even started, and then Texas Tech threw a monkey wrench in that one week one by getting upset. But Oregon, 13 in the nation, as you can see there. <clears throat> of course, they smashed their – Preseason warm up there in week one. And now they get Texas Tech. Texas Tech, who I expected and still expect to be a good team this year. They got a good, you know, innovative coaching staff and they've got good players. And if you haven't looked at Texas Tech, they've put out really good defensive talent into the NFL. So they're recruiting defensive talent out there. And we know their offense is a heck of a system and they got beat somehow. And I got a feeling they got beat part partly maybe because there was zero game planning for that game. And maybe it was all looking ahead to week two. We're going to face a top 10, top t- top 15 team in Oregon. And so uh, they got beat while Oregon rolled. So I don't know. It's an interesting game. Uh, I like it. I'm going to make a bet on it later. For right now, I'm going to tell you that Oregon is a Bo Nix, man, juggernaut on offense. Like this kid can't be stopped. He transferred from Auburn. He's looked great. Uh, 68 and a half point total kind of you know screams screams something that's one of the bigger you'll get on the weekend mm. I, I don't know if people are noticing but these vegas totals they're the games are not necessarily going under I think it's still pretty close over under but with the running clock on first down vegas is dropping those totals so when you get a 66 or a 68 and a half like this one it kind of says something this is not the old days where you know, maybe this was in the 70s a year ago. Uh, but Texas Tech will absolutely push the pace here. They'll they'll throttle the pace and they've got a good offense. They didn't show it last week, but that's a tough place to play. And uh, Michael, I'll, I'll say this too. Uh I commented on this on scores and odds already, because I already made a pick on this. And so I'm gonna follow through. But Oregon, I know what it's like. You're you're from Houston right now. I'm from San Antonio right now. I know what it's like in Texas right now. I know what we're going through, right? I know it's hard to walk out of your house at 5 p.m. It's hard for my air conditioner to pump enough cool air in here to cool off the house, right? And I, and I just gradually pulled up the uh, weather on for Eugene, Oregon. Man, they're in the 70s at 6 p.m. This game is at 6 p.m. on Texas Tech on turf. They're in the 70s in Oregon. I'm not going to – I don't want to give no spoilers here, but they're going to have a hard time, I think, with the heat. But talk to me about this game a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sitting here right now as ERCOT, the energy provider in in uh, Houston, has put in like a mandatory like take down your air conditioner uh, warning right now. So, yeah, it is definitely going to be a hot one. And I, I'm. it's funny, I, I grew up actually in Eugene, Oregon, and so I know the weather that time of year right now. Um, and, and once again, Texas tech, I love Zach Kitley, like his offense, he's the air raid. He's basically bringing the air raid kind of back to Texas tech, their offensive coordinator, man, like I said, kind of a look ahead game, you know, going to Wyoming, they had a weather delay to start the game, didn't play for a couple hours lost in overtime, kind of hard to think what the line would be in this game. If they do pull that one out, I think they did get probably a couple points off of this. I bet you this game is closer to a three and a half or four and a half point spread if they actually win, um, but yeah, Bo Nicks, my boy, comes down to Texas and uh, they hang eighty-one on Portland State. They're coming into this one. You see, like this is just your casual better looking to say, oh, well, Oregon's only a six and a half point favorite. They just put up eighty-one. Texas Tech lost at Wyoming. What's going on here? Um, I agree that totals a little bit high. So I think this is going to be an interesting. Style, I think both these teams do want to get up and going, but they also, you know, Texas Tech is an air raid, but they spread the ball around a lot. It's not like they're necessarily going to score very quickly. So that total is is interesting to see in a 68-and-a-half. So I, I think this is going to be an interesting game, one of the best games of, of Week 2. Interesting to see if Texas Tech can bounce back.
0: Yeah, let's get into our last game here before we start giving out some picks. We're going to go to uh, – uh, well, I know where I want to go. I want to go to – Alabama let's pull up the Alabama spread here Alabama is at home against Texas this week uh seven point spread Alabama's favorite 53 and a half is our total I'm gonna let you kick us off here and give a little description of what you think this game is gonna entail but we're, I guess we're gonna find out if Texas is really back now
1: are we ever right and we're gonna find out as Alabama you know the, all the talk is Alabama is not Alabama anymore right um at least you know from what we're used to seeing them. And uh, they're only seven point favorites here. Um, I say only, you know, they're playing a good Texas team and a great Texas offense, but you know, Jalen Milroe like he is the ultimate wild card at quarterback um, last week against middle Tennessee state, um, you know, didn't do a whole lot on his legs, but guess what? He had two carries for 64 yards and two touchdowns. Like he is, he is a problem. And like, he is a, he is a big dude. I'm still not sold on him as a passer, uh, but Texas man, Quinn Evers comes in, Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy and him still can't get to – I don't know why they can't hook up on, on deep balls. It's still a, still not a thing. They should have had one last week. But, um, man, interest, interesting here, Texas. A lot of people last year said if Te- if Quinn Ewers didn't get hurt, that Texas is going to win that game. Obviously, that's coulda, shoulda, woulda. Um, but they were definitely giving Bama fits downfield. So I'm excited for this game. Uh, my wife went to Alabama – and a lot of coworkers are at Texas. So I don't really have a fight, a dog in this fight, but I know a lot of people around me do. So those are the best ones from a college football perspective when you don't really care necessarily who wins. And uh, I, I think this is going to come down to a, a nice primetime showdown there in, uh, in Tuscaloosa. All
0: right. I'm coming up to the part where we get to give some picks now. Let's pick out three games here, some from the stuff we've discussed here. Uh, these big these big games this week. I want you to give me now. You're three and zero. Trying to carry on some momentum here, man. What you what, what did you identify this week that you want to roll with?
1: Yeah. So these totals are are kind of interesting here, but I'm gonna stick with three sides um, here this week. First one's gonna be NC State plus seven and a half. Man, I just think that's too big of a. Like I agree with you about Sam Hartman. I think he's a really good quarterback. Um was a huge get for Notre Dame in the transfer portal. But so was Brennan Armstrong. And giving them a touchdown and a half at home, um, I think this just screams NC State. So I'm going to go with Wolfpack plus seven and a half. Uh, second one I'll go with is, is kind of the same theme, Texas Tech, um, plus six and a half. Um, I'm really on them just because I think everyone's going to be on Oregon in this game. Um, you brought up some points with the heat. Is Oregon? How's Oregon going to you know, come play their fast-paced offense down in Texas Tech. has been practicing in this all summer, um, right at, you know, I say seven and a half is a lot better than six and a half. But once again, uh, you know, if Texas Tech comes out and wins this game, you're not worried about that. So I'll go with Texas Tech plus six and a half. Last one, I feel very uneasy about this, but I'm going to go with Texas plus seven. Um, you know, Alabama, I think – Milrow is going to have to pass in this game because Texas is going to put up some points. Um, I think Sarkeesian and this offense, you know, had the keys to being pretty successful against them last year before Ewers got hurt. Um, And Alabama, once again, I think there are more questions and answers on that offense. I think this is one for me where I don't think it's going to be much of a sweat because I think on either end, I think either Alabama comes in and just rolls Texas and this isn't even close or Texas Tech. Gives Alabama a really good game and/or wins it. So um, those are going to be my three sides, and hopefully we we are three zero again. Come come next week when we report the show.
0: All right, so I'm well, I was one and two last week. I need to redeem myself, man. I need I need I need to come up with something here. So I'm gonna start off with Nebraska, Colorado. Uh, I just I can't play Nebraska as much as I feel like it's such a sucker bet. Colorado is like. No, it's only two and a half. Oh, you know, I, I want to play Nebraska, but I can't do it. So I'm going to go under here because it's the same principles that, you know, if Nebraska is going to win this game, how are they going to do it? They're going to have to slow that pace. They can't allow Sean Lewis's offense to do like they did against TCU and just go breakneck speed. So they got to slow it down. I certainly don't think Nebraska is a very good offense. and They're definitely not a juggernaut offense. So they're going to have a lot harder time scoring points than TCU did. I, I'm going to take the under here because I think some of the same principles, if you take Nebraska, it's some of the same principles by taking the under. And then to, by taking the under, at least I have some outs if Nebraska is just terrible. So I'm taking the under in that game. What is it? 59 and a half. Next one I'm taking is I'm with you on Texas Tech. I got to go Texas Tech, man. I've watched, I watched too many games uh, in week one down here in Texas in some of these outdoor stadiums teams from texas who are used to this heat if you if you can ever really get used to it (laughs) they were cramping up and having a hard time dealing with the heat i just can't imagine there's a way to really prepare for it up in oregon you come down and it's on that turf probably 120 for the first couple of hours of that game i know it's a six o'clock kickoff well guess what guys they send our alerts out from ERCOT at about 5 p.m. That's the peak heat hours, man. So it's just going to be getting cranked up at 6 p.m. It's going to be hot. I think there's going to be a lot of dehydration. I think Texas Tech is going to be ready for this game. And, and so I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the points at home. And then the last one, I'm going to go to that Texas game also. Uh, but I'm not going to take Texas. And I wanted to pull the trigger on Alabama after I saw Mill just, you know, big boy dominant run, But then – you kind of talked me off of it a little bit when you were talking about he's not quite the passer yet. That's always that's going to be the knock on him for a while. And then I started thinking, you know what? Last year in this game, what was the what was the biggest thing Texas had? The biggest advantage they had, the biggest uh, like improvement, it was Gary Patterson on defense as a coordinator. Like they bottled up and found a way to game plan for Bryce Young. Goodness! If you can if you can game plan for Bryce Young, you can game plan for Milroe Like I got a feeling Texas's defense is going to show up here. I've have, tried, have, uh, you know, my doubts about the Alabama offense. Maybe I'm wrong, and but the defense for Alabama is probably pretty good too. So I'm going back to another under here. I'm going under on the Alabama game. So I'm going under Colorado, under Alabama, and we both agree on Texas Tech. You got two dogs: NC State and Texas. As you got three dogs total, but two other than the Texas Tech. So Let's ride with it, man. Any final thoughts before we jump out of here?
1: Nah, like you said, a, a good week to have some closer spreads, not as many blowouts. And so we're getting into, into good college football non conference matchups. There are even a couple like you got highlighted on the screen right there Utah Baylor, we didn't even touch on. So you got a bunch of other games. So looking forward to a, a fun week, too.
0: Yeah, should be fun, guys. We're going to do a, be back next week with another show, and uh, hopefully we get. Hopefully Micah stays on the winning track and I can get on the winning track. Until next week, guys, good luck with all your bets. That was Micah. I'm Chop, and we're out of here.